0: Welcome to Event
1: Management Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to publish an episode every day talking about how the best in the business run their marketing events. Joining us for Event Management Week is Drea Hudson, who is the Senior Marketing Manager of Global Events at HubSpot, which is a CRM platform that provides software and support to help businesses that want to grow better. The HubSpot platform includes marketing, sales, service, and website management products that start free and scale up to meet their customers' needs at any stage of growth. And in addition to being our guest for this week of content, HubSpot is also a sponsor of the Martech podcast. Yesterday, Dre and I talked about figuring out your event value proposition. And today we're going to continue the conversation talking about how you can do audience development to get people to actually attend your event. All right, here's the second installment of Event Management Week with Drea Hudson from HubSpot. Drea, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast.
3: Thank you, thank you, thank you, Benjamin. You know, I missed you. I'm glad to be back.
1: We're going to have to do this all week. Let's see if you're still saying that on Friday. (laughs) Kidding aside, I'm excited to have you back on the show and continue our conversation Yesterday, we were talking about figuring out if you're going to do an event, how do you position it? You know, what's the purpose of the event? And at the end of the day, events, whether digital or in person, are about getting your community together, not only for networking, for education, but also on some level to break up the norm of your daily work. It's just an excuse to do something a little different. And the question is, all right, well, inbound, you're putting an event together to help people understand how to transform their businesses. If I were going to run a MarTech event, you know, I would have to figure out how to create something different than some of the other events that are out there. But at the end of the day, it's about what people are coming to your event. So how do you take that event prop that you created that's unique and gives people a reason to get out of their chairs, get into the event? And then actually market it to people that want to hear that message. Talk to me a little bit about audience development for your events.
3: I would love to answer that question, but I actually know somebody who's even better at answering that question than I would be. So really excited to introduce you to Kai Williams, who is our talent manager for Inbound at HubSpot. So I'm going to pass it to Kai so he can chat with you a little bit more about what he does.
1: A special guest appearance. (laughs) Hello,
2: everyone. Kai, pleasure to meet you, man. Pleasure to meet you, too. I'm happy to be here. Happy to hop in and start talking about marketing for events and audience development.
1: So you do talent relations for HubSpot. That sounds like you're figuring out who to Is it a, get as a speaker for the event, or is it to get them to attend an event?
2: So it's pretty much booking all of our talent for the event, and it kind of extends past that as well. So beyond just thinking about who the perfect speaker is for inbound, but kind of curating that story that we want our audience to hear as well. So I'm in charge of going from finding someone this year like Spike Lee and figuring out, all right, we want Spike Lee at our event, but what is the story we want to tell Spike Lee to tell to our audience and how do we market that? So I'm kind of involved in that entire process.
1: So let's take a look at this. I'm interested in hearing your thoughts about audience development, inbound specifically. You know, how do you think about who your audience is? And then how do you tailor what speakers you're going to have to present to that audience?
2: Where I usually start is definitely data and just kind of reviewing year after year what speakers really resonated with our audience. This is my third inbound. And something that I do every year is I kind of dig into the reviews and the session data and figure out what are the speakers really kind of hit home to our audience and really kind of resonate with our audience. And from there, I kind of sometimes actually throw it out to the world and say, hey, who do y'all want to see at inbound? You know, are there speakers that we haven't had before that you think would actually be great to hear? But after we review all of our metrics and our data, and after we kind of go after the speakers that our audience wants to see, we come back, we meet as a team, and also figure out what the speakers of our audience should be listening to, what are the speakers that they probably haven't mentioned, and we extend it past that. And then that's how we kind of start going towards marketing the event.
1: Interesting. So, Dre, I want to ask you a question because the relationship between you and Kai and how you work together is interesting to me. You're responsible for managing the overall event, right? Senior Marketing Manager of Global Events at HubSpot. It just sounds so important. Weird. It does because it's true. (laughs) So, your job is to manage the entire event and Kai's job is to help you get the right speakers that are at the event. So, how do you communicate to kai who the audience is obviously hubspot you've got some data inbound's been around for a decade but you know when you think about your audience segmentation your profiling you know how do you think about who the audience is and who you're trying to reach so kai then knows who he should go and get as the speakers
3: so the technical pieces you know after every inbound of course we do gather all the data and we take a look at the surveys and we take a look at who actually registered inbound and what that breakdown is. So we know for sure that our inbound audience is 60% or has been in the past, in 2020 specifically, 60% identifying as female, 40% identifying as male. We also know that there's a significant part of our audience who are mid-level management. So when we think about that and where they're at in their career, we kind of take a look at, okay, which speakers would potentially appeal to that audience, And from there, Kai and I just kind of work together to see who we want to bring into the fold. It's a combination of understanding who's buying tickets and understanding who we want to be coming to this event, who we don't think is actually aware of the event or has registered just yet. So Kai and I actually work very, very closely together uh, when it comes to kind of taking a look at who the talent is going to be and who Kai is pitching internally And from there, we go ahead and we build that lineup. And I think, Benjamin, as you know, and and maybe the MarTech audience doesn't know, but Inbound is really interesting because not only does it have the top tier level spotlight talent, which everyone can see for free with their starter pass. Oprah. Oprah and Benjamin Shapiro.
1: No, no, no. Oprah, period.
3: (laughs) Not only can anybody see her for free, If there are people who are, say, in the middle management tier that want to come to the event, but in order for them to actually get their event expense by their boss, they need to show that they're attending an action-based session, right? They're getting takeaways that they can actually take back to the office with them. That's where the breakout content comes in. So Kai focuses more on the spotlight talent, which is the inspiration piece of Inbound. And then we have another team member on the content team who focuses solely on the breakout content which is the content that you are definitely going to be taking notes for reviewing decks and really kind of taking those takeaways from.
1: So I get that the audience skews female and you're talking about operators, right? You said mid-level management, people that are mid-career and not executives are the primary, you know, the most represented group in the audience. How else do you think about audience segmentation is this something where you're like, hey, look, we got the marketing operators that are focused on email marketing and some of them on RevOps and some of them on CRM. Do you think about it on a like a HubSpot product basis or do you think about industries? What are some of the ways that you break up who that audience is other than the broad demographic?
3: It's honestly all of that. It's like when you're thinking about segmentation, you're going to have to consider all of the things that you've just mentioned. So yes, it's extremely important to make sure that when it comes to the HubSpot customer side of the house and that specific audience, that spotlight talk with say Yamini, Darmesh and Brian, uh, speaking very specifically to that audience as it relates to the HubSpot product list, right? If we are looking at an audience that is more kind of CEO level versus mid market manager, we are going to be looking at say, the CEO of Cloudflare or the CEO of another large-scale company that maybe started out a bit smaller and has since scaled up based on the industry that, that we see to be the most common when it comes to our registrants. So there's definitely a mix there of, of how we're segmenting those audiences. I mean, when it comes to actually marketing to those audiences, though, that's also a segmentation piece, So when we're going through the email marketing process, the messaging may be a bit different for a segmented list that is focused on marketing than it is for a segmented list that is focused on customer success. It's extremely important to make sure that the communications that we are sending out where we are able to segment is geared toward that specific audience.
1: All right. So Kai, I'm going to kick it back to you. When Drea comes to you and says... All right, let's start booking our speakers and we're targeting an audience that's excuse a little bit female, mid-career marketing manager operators. We've got a couple different segments go book our talent. Are you thinking about talent for Here's the people that that audience wants to hear from that they'll get value out of. Or are you thinking about here's somebody that is relevant to that audience that will bring their own audience with them? You know, does Oprah come and bring, I don't even know what to call Oprah's following, the Oprah army?
2: I actually don't know what she calls her fan base, but.
1: The Oprah Roddy?
2: <laughs> the Oprah Army. that. That's terrible. Let's
1: not call it that. <laughs>
2: But yeah, to answer your question, it's actually kind of both. So like Drea said, from catering to or looking for catering to an audience of females that are marketers in the operations field, it could be finding female CEOs that are like the COO of Cloudflare, or maybe it's the CMO of Spotify, people that are actually going to really speak to that audience that we're marketing to. But it also is kind of going past that and kind of finding people out there that, maybe they wouldn't have thought to be listening to. So that can be people that are like the Spike Lee's of the world or like the Janet Mock's that we've had last year that don't necessarily come from a traditional marketing background, but through their own companies like Janet Mock, who has been a writer and producer and a philanthropist and just kind of hearing her session and her talk and hearing how she has kind of gone through her career, they can always find a type of marketing tie in that session. So it's kind of going past just who they should be listening to but also kind of who they do want to hear. So it's kind of twofold.
1: It's interesting to me. You know, I think about audience development. And for me, when I'm thinking about who do we target uh, for the MarTech podcast, you know, there are people that have the word marketing in their titles that are marketing operators or marketing executives that listen to podcasts. And so the targeting becomes, uh, you know, let's say relatively easy in the sense of you work in a specific industry and you have checked off the box of podcast listener and you speak English you're in our wheelhouse people that can and would be interested in an event like inbound that's really broad so how do you kind of draw the boundaries of these are the people we want to go after and have involved in the event from a attendee perspective and then how do you say you know what this is the the segment that we're not actually going for or do you just keep it broad and whoever shows up shows up
2: from a talent perspective and booking we do keep it a little bit broad, but we do have an overall theme of what Inbound is. And I know it can kind of seem from an attendees perspective, just like, you know, we have all these different speakers come from all these different walks of life, which is true. But I think the core of it, especially from a spotlight perspective is, you know, these people are people that have scaled their businesses to a great level. Some people have had startups. Some people have actually just started producing companies. We have people like Oprah, who used to be a talk show journalist and now has like, her hopper industries and own and has just grown so much but then you also do have the people of cloudflare or impossible foods or spotify so we find that common theme of just inspiration and building your company and having that kind of just ties the overall arching i think spotlight strategy together
1: so drea talk to me from an event management perspective how do you think about who's in the target and out of the target
3: It's one of those things where there are a few different considerations that we need to take pretty seriously as we are building out how we're going to be developing the audience, right? So obviously, Inbound is hosted with love by HubSpot, right? So in an ideal world, we would love for everybody who comes to Inbound to experience what it's like to be a HubSpot customer. That's without a doubt. There's no hard sell there, but it would be pretty awesome if everybody who attended had an opportunity to check out the product. The other part of it is really kind of making sure that we're being true to our own values with the inbound bullseye, which is the inspiration, the growth stories, the thought leadership, and all of the best things that make HubSpot HubSpot, right? And so as we're building out all of these segmented audiences, We take a look at the breakdowns that we've received based on the data from registration, and we can look and we can see, okay, about 12% of the audience is saying that the industry that they're in is in marketing and about 5% of them are in IT and about 3% of them are in nonprofit. What does that mean? Does that mean that we should try to grab more people from nonprofit? Does that mean we should focus more on marketing? It's really just constantly having that conversation to determine where our focus needs to be. When we look at the main responsibilities of our audience, we know for sure that marketing and advertising is the main responsibility of the inbound attendee. We know that business development is second. We know that sales is third. Consulting is fourth and creative and design is fifth. And so when we think about those things, we pass that data over to Kai. Kai can very easily say, okay, based on the main responsibilities and the industries that you mentioned, here are a few of the people that we're going to pitch after we take a look at the inbound bullseye that actually shows you exactly what the mix of speakers should be. So the bullseye is essentially like our North Star here at inbound when it comes to booking the talent.
1: My takeaway here is that you have to have a central thesis for your event. We're using Inbound, obviously, as the example here, because Inbound is trying to reach people that want to transform their business. So business transformation and business success stories end up being not only the message that's getting presented to the audience, but it also is the core message that's being delivered by the audience. That's why a connection not only between what the theme of your conference is with who your audience is, but also with the content that you're producing for that event is really critical to event marketing success. You need to think about who you're reaching. You need to think about what their problems are and then create content that's going to be specific to them. Last question I have for you, Kai, have you got to meet Oprah in person yet? And what was that like?
2: (laughs) Unfortunately, I did not get to meet her in person. She was one person we we had originally booked for inbound in person for 2020. But of course, COVID happened and, you know, just dashed my dreams away. So she will be speaking this year, but I have not gotten to meet her in person.
1: <laughs> hey, well, when you get to the conference, if you happen to be there, tell her I say hi. We're fans here at the MarTech Podcast. And that wraps up this episode of Event Management Week on the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Drea Hudson, Senior Marketing Manager of Global Events at HubSpot, and a guest drop-in by Kai Williams, Talent Relations at HubSpot. If you'd like to hear more of Drea and Kai's tips for running an effective marketing event, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we discuss building your event marketing mix. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Drea, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can visit HubSpot's event page, which is inbound.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests.